Nasta Lainey. And it's Katie, and this is Classical Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being Black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, you all. Hey, we're back and we're underwater this week, so. Hi. Even though I do have this little dongle thing, I really could have just, I didn't want to bring, it wasn't even the mics, it was really the two computers. Two computers. Oh, I forgot you. Katie leveled up. She got two computers. I forgot about that. That's not that's not what that gives, but I like to keep um my new computer for parting around and everything and writing and big bertha for YouTube and classical life. Oh dang she now see. This is show. Let's biz. move on. This is ridiculous. This, no, this is showbiz. How do you have showbiz? Is absolutely computer just for your podcast and YouTube, and another one just for writing. Just could Big Bertha's an air fryer. Like, we have to be. We have to be serious about like Big Bertha. I got her in 2015. She lasts a good 30 minutes without having being plugged in. The the. The cord that I have for Big Bertha looks like I have a rat infestation. Like, let's be for real. And I'm being perfectly for real. Oh, okay. You got news? This is the news. Okay. Nah, because... Because what, Delaney? I just spent all that time... Uh, Actually, Delaney knows all the details of the situation. Exactly, which is exactly why I'm acting the way I'm acting. Yeah. So, anyway. Katie yes, got, I want to talk about Because Katie out here. Anyway. Um, um, a quick update on that classical music. Um, on the subway thing that we talked about either last week or the week before where they was playing classical music mad loud on the subway trying to drive away homeless people and people loitering and get on people's nerves apparently bullying works um, they turn the music down so they're not blasting classical music anymore they turned it off or they turned it down last I saw they turned it down okay so um, but this is going to be quick my news this week. The other thing, we're gonna be in and out. Okay. Our famous last words. And um, so, if you are in New York City, um, on April twenty fifth, which is a Tuesday at seven thirty p.m., Imani Wins is gonna be at Carnegie Hall. That's um, right. And we have a special discount code. Um. For y'all, if y'all want to go, and it is ABC four two seven three zero. That's ABC four two seven three zero. I'll put that in the description. Hey, give us that. I'm just kidding. girl. This is a. I got this from, but it was it was not. It's not a classic black exclusive thing. But... Oh, girl, you had me hyped up. I said, "Oh, we the made it. We but outside." A friend, friend of classic black. Um, organization that is a friend, classically, but um, but yeah, 
So I will link that in the description, maybe if I feel like it. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, if you're in New York City, go see Mighty Winds at Carnegie Hall. It's giving. Then what else? Oh, yeah, very quick. I want to get to give everybody a heads up. Katie and I talked about it. Of course, the Chevalier movie is coming out soon. When does this episode come out? On the 17th. So it comes out on the 21st. We are going to do a review because, of course, we are. But we want to give people time to see it. So the episode, and I'll try my best to remember this for our next um, episodes to remind people. But the episode of the Chevalier review is coming out on May 15th. Movie comes out on April 21st. Review comes out May 15th to give people some time to go to the I was about to say the refrigerator. Yup. The movie theater. And go see the movie. I actually have already seen the movie. I saw it last week. So. Okay, Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. Who else was there? Lisa was there? No. Mindy was there? No. Hannah Tatum was there? No. My, uh, okay, Hollywood. Yeah, me and my brokenness was there. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> what's I supposed to say? Yeah, I, I, I just remembered. I literally did not pay a dime. I just remembered. I need to. Um, oh, perfect sponsorship. Yeah, girl, they was playing at my school, and I was on a mailing list that happened to get the invite. Okay, you can literally sign up for the mailing list. They didn't even check my school ID. Any hobo could have wandered in there. But they didn't. They had a red carpet? They, it literally was in a film class. Like, it was, like, in a class, a film class. And because I'm on the mailing list for the African-American Cinema Society, they were just like, you can what go in. Sent you invite. Huh? What appeal sent you your invite? I love that. That's so cool. I thought you wanted to go to what's her name. We actually, you know what? Let's keep talking about it. I hope they close. I didn't even know they had something you could eat there. They got impossible sliders. Mm, well, you won't be tasting them. Not tonight. No, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now I forgot how ridiculous Katie is. Now I'm telling all my business, talking about what mailing list I'm on and everything. Um, it's okay, Hollywood. You gotta do so much. Let us celebrate you. Okay, so let's get back to Katie's two laptops then, since we want to do since we want to do all that. <laughs> no, we are doing all of nothing. No, we actually have to let me pull up because one of your laptops is one of your. It was not a premiere, Katie. <laughs> the premiere of the movie. Not like a premiere to me. Well, apparently you don't know what a premiere is. <laughs> So what was it then? It was a screening of a movie that's not out yet. But that's not the premiere. What is the word? Let's not get wrapped up. Let's not get wrapped up. No. What is the word? No. What is it? So, so if you play a piece Mm -hmm. that I can't go out and buy the sheet music to, that's a premiere, regardless of whether the piece has been played before in front of literally thousands of people. No, yeah, you can either look at it from the right way or the wrong way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is I want to so celebrate. You. All you're saying is a lot. That's all you're saying. 
it okay. was it was a it was a USC premiere. It was. It was. It okay, was. You, so 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 when the movie is playing on on Apple Street, it's an Apple Street premiere. You go. We're really getting into that now. Absolutely. So when you, you watch, went to the USC premiere, so you when you're watching. So when you're watching somebody <laughs> picking a butt on YouTube, that's the your phone premiere. If you want to, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty of it, we can get that's down to what, it. You, I followed you down to the nitty gritty. You was there first. <laughs> well, you went to the USC premiere of this oh my movie. Gosh. That's literally what it was. Oh they have gosh. never played at USC until the moment that you were there. I don't know that I'm not in the loop like that. Apparently, you are. Hollywood. Anyway, what I'm asking. So, you. Okay, let's not Hollywood because now I'm two laptop. By the way, I got her pulled up right here on her YouTube channel that she has dedicated a laptop to where she has 7.66 thousand subscribers. So you talking about me, Hollywood. Meanwhile, my YouTube channel over here, 58. I started my YouTube channel three years ago. No, that's why I'm just saying. I was just saying, if anything, if anything, I'm following in your footsteps. If you think you're Hollywood. I'm just Holly right now. I I'm wasn't invited to a movie premiere. I'm just huh right now. I don't even got the. I wasn't invited. To, I wasn't invited to a movie premiere. Uh, that was made in. I don't know. In, I don't know. Not, Actually, I, no, it was not. It was made in Czech Republic. Which, by the way, is close to where you be at because because yeah, that brings us to to Europe, where you have been to several countries. So let's talk you about that. Europe. Now, I've been to one country in Europe. You have been to several. I've been to two or three. No, you have not. You've been to you. You went to the Four. Netherlands. You've been to Germany. You've been to Five. France. You know what? That was the perfect time for us to just to move on. Well, but hold on, because now we can get rope back in. Which we're no, not always talking about your multiple vacations in Europe. So, just want to make sure, really I've quick. Never taken a vacation in Europe. Sorry, not vacation visits to Europe yeah so I say you've been to the Netherlands you've been to Germany you've been to France you've been to Poland period all right now I'm ready to move on Miss <laughs> Jet Setter Hollywood you are first of all you live in Hollywood you live close to Hollywood so just just well, by proxy. yeah because because that's why that's yeah because I need to you begin flew out you flew out somewhere right now Care to, care to share with the audience because that's the reason we're on Zoom in the first place because Katie Katie is flewed out somewhere right now she's jet setting I bought my ticket to this hotel that's are not you reimbursed exactly so that's the point <laughs> I bought my ticket so technically for this where I'm at right now no I'm not going to reimburse for this okay it's but then for, for, then for what because what's the technicality what's the technicality there's no technicality. You said technically. Because, you see, Katie, Katie you have, it's important to have an elementary. I don't understand why I have to tell all it's these people delusional. my personal. What's the intermission? I it's thought weird. we were trying to be delusional. Huh? I thought we were what? trying to be delusional. To our benefit. We should do, we should do a delusion update at the end of the year. Yeah, I really need to get delusional again because... I've been getting real realistic and in some ways pessimistic. So, oh, yeah, you got to bring it back up. I, 
my delusion goes in and out because I unfortunately I live in the reality. So I will say that it does go in and out. However, I'm actually trying to be brought down for my delusion. Remember I told you that thing I submitted, I told you I waited for like the, I'm waiting for the excitement to, to simmer down because it's not like what I'm trying to do is easy, you know? So, but you gotta be, I feel like that most things you gotta be delusional for. So anyway, um, the intermission is very short and sweet and cute. Um, and I want to know, uh, so we're talking about a crazy movie today. So I wanted to know, like, what's one thing that you did um, to, like, help better your mental health this week or something that made you happy this week that you did intentionally to, like, lift your mood? What have you two that I remember this week? Um, dang, what did I do? First of all, what day is today? Today is Wednesday. It's been a kind of a blur, low key. What was I even doing like, last Wednesday? Yeah. What was I doing on Sunday? Oh, Sunday was Easter. Oh, true. Um. Oh, okay. You know, I know. How much sleep? Whole whole bunch of assignments. So, which is crazy when that that's for something, huh? No, I was just saying. Now I was like, I'm trying to say something because you know I'm like leaving a whole bunch of silence. Which I realized that in stuff like podcasts, even videos, it feels like forever when you have like even sometimes I'm cutting out like one second of silence here and there in a video. Because I'm like, it feels like it's like ten seconds. <laughs> it's not. It's yeah, like, in the moment it feels, but it's like when you when you watch it back, it's like not that long. No, it's the opposite for me. When I watch oh. it back, it feels like forever. Oh shoot. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, because of the movie, what I've done to. I mean, I was chilling with my dogs. Were very cute. Um, although one of them he just got a haircut and they literally shaved him down. He looks like a rat now, but oh, but I think that you know he did he did the big chop. So he Here has he. to, you know, grow out his about to be a naturally still again. So yeah. Um for me, I took Sunday off. Um, which was really nice. I was not planning on doing that because um, I had an audition yesterday. So that's not the wisest thing, but hopefully Jen doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> but I took it off because the week before the audition is always the worst for me. I feel like I make the most progress the week before because you have it on your neck, but also it's the most stressful and it was Easter and I came back and all I wanted to do when I got back from church and I didn't even like go to church. I had, I played at church. Mm-hmm. So like, I wanted to like come back and am I lying? Did I play a little bit? Maybe I played a little bit. Okay. I don't remember actually, but if I, it felt like I took it off. So if I didn't take it off, I think I played like less than I would have. I think I played like an hour because all I wanted to do was come back 
and I made a really nice breakfast and I watched Saturday Night Live and I was laid around. And that's my, if you know me, if you know me in real life, that's my favorite thing to do. I like to be in the bed and watch TikTok. And that's what I did. I think I read too. It was great. I just took a beat. Like sometimes I just want to take a beat. Like one of the things I I say to myself, like, I'm like, why am I always doing something? Like I feel like I'm always doing something, which is like, I try not to be ungrateful. I feel like most of the time I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time I've had to think, because like I'm thinking about the that like seven student block I have on Thursdays. But I like doing it. Yeah, I like doing it. So most of the time I'm doing stuff that I want to do, but I feel like I'm always doing something. And it's like a chronically lazy person. It just kind of eats away at me sometimes. So the fact that I just have to sit, like that was a decision that I made. I came back and I just did nothing. It was great. And I had um, a wonderful Easter meal. And yeah, because- I don't see where this chronically laziness is coming from, knowing miss you know would be cute you know but actually you know what i'm not even gonna say that because i'm the same way and i'm definitely laying it down too so now i guess i can see how also you be you execute more than i do that's that's the difference i love it oh you know what i should do and then be like haha yeah and then go lay back down <laughs> you be <laughs> you be you know what i should do and then start doing it that's that's crazy to me <laughs> i feel like i'm really trying to one thing i realized that i struggle with is i I have not, is this too personal? Whatever, I don't care. Y'all, what y'all gonna do? I have not, I haven't, how do I say this? Like, I still view myself as my past self. So like when, for example, especially with Viola, like before I go to rehearsal, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, like I can't play that, I can't do it. And I go to rehearsal, I just do it. And it's like, yeah, because like you are used to playing in, in orchestra, like you know how to play the viola, you play the viola well. Or like, I was just telling Delaney before, like I played, I'm so happy I can't really see you. Um, I remember like a couple months ago, I put, my, uh, you're so insufferable. It's insane. <laughs> a couple months ago, I'll move on. A couple months ago, I played, um, a, a black history Month concert for Kedrick, the conductor. And he sent me principal and I was like, I hate sitting principal. Everybody knows that. And I was like panicking. I was like, all these freaking solos that I've got to worry about when I sit in the back of the section. And the solos came in the concert. I just played them and, and it just happened. It was like in 10 years ago, that would not have been the same thing. It's like I, but I can't see past that. It's like I'm a different violist. I know how to play my instrument. So um I still see myself as lazy Katie from high school who just sat around watching TV all day. And did the bare freaking minimum. And even that's not even fair. I still had like, I graduated high school with like a 3.8, I think. Or like, yeah. So even that, but I still think like I graduated, I, I just like did nothing all day. So I do, I feel lazy most of the time because I always feel like I could be doing more. Always constantly feeling like I should be doing something. Like I really mm-hmm. couldn't. Hey, twin. Like when you hear about how people like, be working hard like people who actually work hard and how much they work and it's like I am a lazy slob like when you think about like people who really yeah so we move um there we go 
On to the topic. This week. Oh yeah. I had notes for that. They're over there. This week we watched um the movie Whiplash, which came out in 2014. And neither of us, you hadn't seen it, right? No. I thought it was this other movie called like Orange, whatever. Which is like you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Never mind. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. No, so neither of us had ever seen Whiplash, which was a very pretty successful movie, very successful movie, um, which actually started off as a short film and then turned into a feature-length movie. Um and made a lot of money and it was very popular. And it's basically about this dude was a jazz drummer and he is at a top conservatory um, and dealing with an abusive um, jazz instructor. And so of course, you know, whatever, just music in general, like actual like musicians are depicted in film and stuff like that's a topic of conversation for musicians. So I, of course we both missed all of the whiplash discourse from 2014. Yeah. Um, because we didn't see it then. I had no interest. Um, and the whole me having no interest is something that carried through the entirety of the movie. So with that, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> so what did you think? Okay, off rip, like I mean, okay. I I appreciate I appreciate the movie. Like I do. I thought it was this interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was like overall. I thought it was interesting. I I could see especially how it would be like really interesting to someone who was outside of music. For sure. And I appreciate the writing. I like how the ending wasn't typical. So I think like that's what made me come around like towards the end. I think watching it, I did not really enjoy the feeling of watching it because I normally watch like comedy and romance so like the thought of like constantly being on my seat on on the edge of my seat constantly having like having my um hand on the forward bar the the fast forward key because like there's there were some things that I could predict that were going to happen that I did not want to see like the crash um and the car crash um so I didn't enjoy watching it because I don't like intense stuff I'm a weenie by nature um but I did like I enjoyed like I can appreciate like the writing the storytelling I guess yeah I mean like Katie said I can see I'm not surprised that it was a successful movie I can see why it was successful I did not enjoy it um about three minutes in um three minutes in yes three minutes in my eyes were already rolling out of my head um no what yeah. I do was like see forgot my jacket I wrote that down I was that was my first thing I was like that's insane oh god <laughs> yeah and how freaking like it was just and then also it was there was I paused it a lot paused it a lot to roll my eyes and or burst out laughing because <laughs> of how just overly dramatic it was <laughs> yeah and also having, like oh no go ahead I was just gonna say I think just having that interaction like of course being I, mean, I know people say well you're a musician whatever whatever and it's like yeah 
and knowing that, like I said, I understand why it was successful and why it would be interesting to other people. I think that like we all come to movies with our own life experiences and my life experience is yeah. having gone to a conservatory and it was just funny to me how freaking ridiculous and crazy that dude was yeah I I wrote down like okay also I missed at the beginning I didn't feel like re- rewinding but did it say a date underneath the conservatory like when he was there or did it just say like Schaefer, Schaefer whatever did it say a date like a year yeah um i don't remember but i think i'm pretty sure that it was like modern day so at this time the 2014 okay that's what i was curious about because like one of the notes i have like because it was like thing after thing after thing and it was like he said that's how your boyfriend's dick don't come early that after that he said that i wrote this is kind of funny because this will never happen like this this none, none of this it's like even in the most I feel like I've been lucky where I haven't had like super intense musical experiences. But even when I think about the most intense, ridiculous characters in my musical journey, it's like, it will just never be, it would like, it would, I feel like it's hard to believe for this to be modern day by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it kind of just got funny. Like when he threw the chair at the dude, when he was slapping like his cheek, I'm just like, you thought this that stuff of, was funny? Huh? You said you thought that stuff was funny? Not like in a messed up like I should I be. I know, I know you like, but even. I didn't, no, and I just to be clear, I didn't think that it was funny when it was happening. Like when he was slapping his chin, I was like, ha uh-huh. No, yeah, I, know, I, just I know mean, not like <laughs> Yeah, like I wasn't like, I wasn't like, this is amusing. I just think like the idea of this like really intense music teacher like I thought the idea was funny because it's like so unrealistic yeah. but it's also like I don't I don't I don't really know how you could and, th- and that's why I was thinking that's why I asked about the day because I don't really know how you could write a movie like this in modern day it would have to be like in the past or 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 just for the Hollywood aspect of it it has to be this intense because it's only so intense it can get like at a, at a certain point, this became com- maybe comical is a better word, because like throwing a chair at a student, slapping the beats. Um, he said to that one girl, "Let's see if you're just in this chair because you're cute, or if you could play." Like, come on. Yeah. So well, I did wrote after the my eyes were rolling out of my head. I wrote and I'm laughing because it's so dramatic. There was a lot of times like when he the way he stopped the way he cut off when he was conducting was yeah. so freaking ridiculous. That that type of stuff was funny. I will say I I don't know how I don't like seeing and I know this is a, I'm not saying this as in you were saying that you do like I know you said like it was comical because it was so freaking dramatic and I agree. But when I see like. I'm in a similar situation because I mostly watch comedy too, especially when it comes to film. I don't even watch movies that much. Mm-hmm. I really don't like seeing conflict. I don't like seeing stuff like that. Like it just makes, because I feel like I insert myself into situations a little too much emotionally. So like the stuff like that really pissed me off. Like the the chair, the slapping him and stuff like, it was just annoying to watch because I'm not a passive person and I'm not a bystander. So the fact 
that that stuff was happening like it wasn't going the way I wanted it to go like you would never be doing that to me and you would never be doing that to somebody that I was in the room with so like that it made like it had it gave it made me very like on edge in a way that I don't like which is why I don't watch stuff like that um yeah and I wrote down the you're in first you're in first share let's see if it's just because you're cute and I wrote the fuck after that (laughs) because like that type of stuff like that's why I was just like I want to turn this off so bad like it just because it just made me feel uneasy and it made me feel uncomfortable because I was just so irritated that nobody was saying nothing to this man like and, and it was also so freaking ridiculous I wrote down that this the the movie can be boiled down to three things really sweat yelling and homophobic slurs that's pretty much some of those stuff was jarring i was like whoa this dude was he was obsessed with gay sex he was obsessed with gay people like just like everything every insult that he had for them was you're so gay and you're sucking this many dicks you're doing this and you're an f word and you're like all of this i'm like okay what's going on what like what's it's also interesting, like when like when the F word came out, I was like, whoa, because yeah. not that long ago. You know, like and it was a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was a lot. And I, I mean, most of his character was a lot. And I understand like the writers are trying to get it to be, but like it, I think it's interesting, like when you said like you would never be in the room, you would never be in a room with someone who was acting like this. I resonated with I resonated with why students wouldn't say anything. I mean, of course, I think you probably said that you know why people don't say anything, but you're yeah. in those situations. Like you're, I feel like you're not even thinking about standing up for someone. You're just like trying to like, you don't want to be, you don't want to be the scapegoat, you know? So that's why they looking, they're looking ahead, they're looking down, they're not gonna say nothing to him, especially like students who it seems are so desperate to get to where they want to go. They're not trying to rock him the wrong way they're not trying to to whatever like I I, remember, I think I told you offline about a, a rehearsal that I remember um where I mean when we were reading Brahms one and the conductor was like stopped us and was like if you don't know this piece is too late you should quit the profession and when you are in intense situations like that no one's thinking I mean maybe like I can't say no one but a f- few people are thinking like who the hell are you talking to like it's it's rare it's kind of like especially with that kind of power dynamic in music you're just kind of like hey nigga should I quit? oh oops but you're like dang <laughs> you're like dang like should I quit you know like it's not like I don't know this I, I've been I haven't been in many intense especially like in the professional world as well like like I there's been connectors who said like don't ever come back to rehearse without without sight reading. We are grown. People every here is getting paid. It's like you kind of just like you're just so used to being like swallowing it because it's like hard to stand up in that situation, you know. I knew some, I knew somebody was gonna say that, and like I understand that is it is hard, and that's not it's not that I don't get why they didn't speak up. It's that because one I know he did that to all of them. So like, yeah, they've all been sort of beaten into submission in a way. Like, I understand that they're afraid of, of, of him or whatever. The problem to me was that it was so many people. I'm not saying like everybody, oh, everybody get up on the stoop, but like, I'm not some one of a kind person. 
and like or whatever that is like there's so many of y'all and he's been there for years that like that it's been allowed to go on for that long now obviously if you think of other things like for example like somebody who's like a predator or something sometimes those are open secrets and it's allowed to go on for a lot longer so it's I guess it's in a way it's not surprising but like the fact that like the other professor like he came into his class oh, yeah. acting a fool like it doesn't have to be a kid like I'm like why yeah. is this dude acting like this and also like the stuff that you were saying like I get it because like you mean you already know I had a professor that got fired a couple weeks ago but he was banging on the desk in front of somebody nobody said mm-hmm. anything including me because I checked out I was like whatever like whatever but that I feel like that and you're literally slapping somebody you threw a chair at him what if he hadn't yeah. done what if he didn't done like are you kidding like he could have he could put his eye out I feel like that's why I'm like yeah I've been in some that situation with that professor is probably the most intense I've been in he was raising his voice he was banging on the table in front of somebody but if he had hauled off and socked that dude in the face then like yeah somebody would have to intervene um yeah but all of them like I said all of them were scared of him so it's like I understand and I don't expect a bunch of them but I think that it's that thing where like I think we're just talking about this where one person will say something and then other people will feel more comfortable saying something and I just find it I just was like dang in this room full of grown men not one person felt like they could say something including that other professor who he was like every, I'm like this is not a secret that this dude acts like this so like that's what yeah. was crazy to me and another thing that was crazy to me was that like I was looking at the dude and in in real and like understanding that he was in a place where he wanted this so bad like you said like that approval or like this dream that they wanted and I'm like I don't want nothing that much literally yeah. nothing so that's what that was so confusing about it what I what I what I do wish about this movie I would have I would have liked um maybe uh, maybe to be like 20 or 30 minutes longer so we could see like why this professor acts the way that he acts like I I wish there was some maybe maybe I'll be able I mean I don't see myself ever empathizing with him because I just don't it's ridiculous um but and also like it's I, I said that for a lot of reasons like he's so intense none of the teachers say anything people also how is he so connected because this might be a re- another reason why people don't speak up because they know that he makes or breaks their careers that dude did it in confidence the the main character Neiman did it in confidence talking about what happened to him and dude still found out how did that how did it happen I feel like if I had a little bit of backstory and I don't know people don't a lot of people don't care about backstory but if I had if I were set up better to know why he was acting like that why do you care so much about being a professor at the school outside of like your own your own glorification of saying like this is my student that made it to this I feel like that's just not enough for him to be acting this way why are you so obsessed with this story about um Charlie Parker like I want to know also oh that's the second the second reason I want to know more about him because when I found out he was a pianist I thought that was surprising the way that he was constantly going after the drummers like when they made them they were drumming until their hands started bleeding but then he ended up being a pianist like that's that was kind of weird to me especially like as a musician when your ear normally goes to when you're in front of an ensemble your ear kind of goes to this place you have you're more stronger here why are you so I mean besides the fact that the drummer sets the, the rhythm I guess like that of course but outside of that 
you're so obsessed with critiquing the drummers outside of every other instrument. Like there's just so much more I wanted to know about him that I feel like the movie kind of just skipped over. I think a couple of things. Well, one, it may have been one, I, I assume that the whole how he found out that it was the guy, that it was the main character that told on him was just that he was the one that got kicked out of the band and like now all of a sudden you're getting fired. Like, I just thought that it was because of that. Like, especially because like, because I mean, for him, he abused so many people. It's like literally a state of people that it could have been. But I guess like the person mm-hmm. that just had the, the biggest blow up would, yeah, would be it. But also... He probably did also get confirmation from somebody. Yeah, so, had to. The only thing, like, yeah, he picked on. I, I just assumed the whole drummer thing was just because of the main character, because like he kicked, but he didn't pick on any of the pianists. So like, I could see that. Like, why, like, why not make the main character pianist? You know, maybe, I, mean? I feel like maybe it's for like dramatic effect. I feel like it's right. easier to yeah. be dramatic playing the drums in a theater, like in a. Cause the whole drumstick thing and bleeding yeah. and stuff like you could, I guess you could do it with piano but now to put it all in between the keys and stuff like it's I feel like but just like visually like maybe the the drums was just and then I see that as also easier it's easier for him to be a pianist because the setting I could see like in the way they were making the movie that they kind of wanted it to be like juxtaposed with how crazy he was before when he was playing all that tender music. I feel like piano was the instrument for him to do that. So I feel like maybe that's why. And then there was one of the things that had to do with the budget. Maybe it was that you were saying, I don't think it was that you were saying that you would like it to be longer or whatever, but it was a fairly low budget movie. It was made on $3 million, nothing for a movie. Um, And but what I was going to say about, oh, about his backstory, yeah, I would have also liked to see that. And, but one of the reasons why I thought he acted the way that he did, or I guess the most information I can gather is what you brought up. I think it's hero worship. I think it is um, the, the whole Charlie Parker story that he was obsessed with. He was obsessed with Charlie Parker um, was at a jam session and some dude, I forget his name, Joe something, threw a symbol at his head, which actually didn't happen in real life. Um and I think it was like, um, it was hero worship in a way, like he was so set on that story that he felt like that was the way that you get greatness out of people. And I think that's, I mean, that that is um, a fair representation of how abuse like this continues is that people, oh, this is the way that I know it, quote unquote, worked. And then they just keep perpetuating it. And I've also heard this, I forget where I was, when I was talking to a jazz musician who was saying that that's also, a lot of the reason why they have issues with um, drugs and stuff in that community is because they see these great jazz musicians and so many of them had, you know, drug issues. And then so then uh, sometimes students who are coming up feel like it's kind of like, like it's kind of that tortured artist, you know, thing. And they mm-hmm. are more inclined to get involved with stuff like that because all these people that they see who got to such a high level of creativity we're doing drugs and we're, you know, all of this type of stuff. And so I think that it's probably a similar thing to him where like he saw freaking Charlie Parker and was like, well, he went through this. And so this is the way to get greatness out of people. This is the way to be great and get in touch with that like 
like go further in your creativity and go further in your artistry is to have this really intense experience, whether that be through drugs or whether that be through violence. And so that's why I felt like that's the closest thing I could get to his backstory, quote unquote, was that he just became obsessed with that, like with that idea. And he was talking about when the main character, the general was talking about, oh, well, what if you discourage the next Louis Armstrong from being him because you being too much? he was like, oh, well, the next Armstrong wouldn't be discouraged. And, and, you know, we're depriving the world of the next one. I'm like, so we had Louis Armstrong. We had all the, all of these great people because they had some bald white dude throwing chairs at them. Like, for uh-huh. real. Like, <laughs> like, you really think that's the rest of you? think that's what made them who they were? Like. <laughs> and I, I feel like he might have, I wrote a note about, um so after he like went through all this stuff to get to this final performance well i thought i thought the 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 script was funny anyway because why are college musicians going to competitions but yeah that also (laughs) i feel like i'm not in jazz but i feel like we still was in the same building like y'all was not going to no competition um the pause that terrence took on the stage after he like went to the competition the bus broke down then he like rented a car and got in a car accident. He come on the stage bloody. He took this beat. And I was like, I feel like that, that's the moment he he either knew that his plan was working or that he went too far. But I thought the moment, I'm like, I wonder if he ever, I think that was a moment he was like, maybe I, I did too much. But I thought, I just think he's such an interesting character because it's like, He's so obsessed with making like the next Charlie Parker or this Charlie Parker story. But it's like, he seems like, I mean, I know this work gets thrown around so much, but he literally seems like a classic narcissist. Actually, he puts narcissists to shame. Like some of the stuff like he does, like is so sick and so twisted. And it's like, you would think that you you don't get any shine off of that. Who was Charlie Parker's teacher? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you so obsessed with making? I mean, I guess maybe it's different now because this person will, in their bio will say like, "Oh, I studied with Terrence, whatever his last name was." But why are you like obsessed with making all of these grades for for what to bring more students to have more people under your name? Like, I, it's weird. Like, it, it's just weird to me. Like normally, and it's like, are you? Do you? Do you, which is why I have so many uh, questions about his past. Like. Did you have a teacher like that? Did you feel like you wish you were pushed more? Like, what is it? Because you you got fired from your job and now you're performing at some random club. So, like, what's that about? That's why I'm like, you talk about the next Charlie Parker, that could have been you. What's it? What's wrong with you? Like, right, like, why you but I put in that? I feel like people at conservatories, like, the teachers be worried about their own performing and what they got going on. Right, you too busy hanging out, peeking in people's practice rooms, begging people to play stuff for you with being rude as hell and being weird and like I literally wrote I wrote a bunch of like actually I'm gonna take a picture of this I'm posting because my notes on this were hilarious um what I put I put something about he needs to get a life basically um because I'm like oh yeah I put the professor seems to have glorified the grace and is now being weirdly intense about it um, I put that whole 6 a.m. thing was so dumb. So basically he told the main character, the, the professor told the main character once that he got promoted into the better band or whatever. And that practice was at 6 a.m., which I busted out laughing because I'm like, 
There's no way in hell I'm getting up at six o'clock in the morning. Well, going to rehearse by six o'clock in the morning is ridiculous. Turns out it was actually at nine. It was some type of weird manipulative test. And I was just like, the 6 a.m. thing was so dumb. This man needs to get a life. He's a weirdo. And like, that's the, what it really boiled down to for me. Like, he was just weird, like on some weird power trip stuff. Like, it was just weird. And then, I, and then the fact that this was this dude, the main character's freshman year, I literally was like, you fresh in the college dealing with this? If you don't go play some frisbee on the quad or something, like, it just yeah, like, too much. <laughs> it was too much. It was too much. And I, I felt, I just felt bad for him. Like, I felt so bad for him. Why do you think the writers made him be late to that 6 a.m.? You think it was to show that he's a freshman, so he's making these mistakes or, or what? I mean, I think it was because, I think it was for the shock value. Like, it was supposed to build up for us, like, oh, okay, so he, he was on this really high. He was on this high from being promoted into that band. Oh, my gosh. Then, like, oh, shoot, he made this huge mistake. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So we, knowing that that dude is mad explosive, we're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen when you get there? Oh, my God, it's going to be such a crazy thing. And then he uh-huh. gets there, and then there's nobody there. I think that that's what it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be a buildup and then a, what and then we are left with him wondering like what's going on until we realize oh my god it's another freaking crazy weird thing i think it was supposed to be us on that journey with him of being puzzled Mm. about it and anticipating something that was not going to come well i tell you satan is taking notes when that when that man walks through the gates of hell satan gonna give him a, a standing ovation like the whole ending was, I was so impressed. Like the ending was like, I really thought, cause I, sh- I was like, I have an older set, like shout out to dad for real. When dad intervened, it was like, this is ridiculous. Like, after, like you are not doing this anymore. Like do something else. And I really thought that when he went on stage at the, that last scene, when he went on stage and he, the dude had, Per, which I thought was unrealistic. I try not to be like too out of it, but it's just like if this band rehearsed, like I know he said he filled in last minute for a drummer, but maybe that's what it was. But um, whatever. The last scene when the whole band knows this one piece of music and he doesn't, I was like, this is some sick work for real. This is mad. No, sick. for real. That was ridiculous. I was, I was like, well done. I'm like, you are off your damn rocker. Like, that was and then crazy. it was freaking crazy. And then like, also like how sick he was, like you sat down with him, like when he went to go visit him in the jazz club, like towards the end. And you over here like, and all this stuff. We, I also love that we as a viewer, we never know because he was like, I need you to fill in the drummer's not cutting it. I love how as a viewer, we never know because he was like, okay, what about the other duel? He was like, no, I just did that for you. Da-da-da. We don't even know if that's true or not because all he wanted to do was get that band back on stage to embarrass him, especially at, at freaking Lincoln Center or wherever they were at. And I was like, you know how sick you have to be? Like, okay. And I don't know how you felt when that whole thing set, got together. Like, I felt like the of all that, what that dude did to you, when he decided that he was going to play with that, I was like, you're an idiot. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I felt, like, I understand you in that, so you want to succeed in everything, but I was like, why would you go back to this dude? You really think he's changed? Just because he faced the consequences of his own actions for the first time ever? 
like do you like of course he's a kid like he 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 was a kid but like I was just like I would not be planning his nothing like but maybe I just hold grudges but I feel like it's fair to hold a grudge to somebody who slapped you repeatedly and threw a chair at your head and called you a bunch of slurs and cussed you out and yelled in your face with his funky breath a bunch of times like I personally feel like I would not be in his band no more but Especially like also like me think from a practicality standpoint, I was like, you haven't played your drums in three months and your next move is Lincoln Center. That's literally all I could think about. <laughs> I was like so annoying. I literally could not think past that. Like that was another I thing. You dusting off your drum kit and now you at the biggest jazz festival or whatever. Like okay, Tink. I feel so bad for him. Also, like the whole girl thing. Like I was just about to ask you what you thought about that because you know that's your bag. The whole romance. I felt I felt bad for him coming. Just like I I resonated with that idea. Hmm. You're so annoying because I was like I really like I, I can see like music wants you to do that kind of stuff, right? Music wants you to. I'm just like. I'm just focused on my art and I gotta just practice, 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 practice. Like that that concept was not foreign to me. Maybe not resonate, resonate stop. That concept was not foreign to me. But I just felt bad for him because it's just like, first of all, I love the how we saw his immaturity. Like, why would you call this girl all these months later and think that she was waiting around for you after you told her that she you was gonna stop her from um from reaching your goals? But also I was just like I'm so sorry. You are doing way too much. Like, just date the girl and just see what happens, or or not. And she was always like, "I barely see you anyway." It, the whole thing was weird, almost to the point where I kind of wish that the romance wasn't in there at all because yeah. it we we never we never saw them. It just felt like it was kind of just kind of thrown on top. Actually, now that I think about it more, because we never saw them together. We never saw like how she might interfere with him reaching i just feel like we we could have took those time and i could learn more about terrence than him whatever like than him pursuing this romantically because it didn't really go anywhere even though i did like the effect of like i don't know i just feel like it was what were your thoughts on it yeah i think that was another victim of the low budget because the movie was not that long and it could have had more of that subplot and the subplot was underdeveloped i feel like it right. could have had more of that and it could have had more of what you said about the professor um having his more of more of his like little backstory or whatever because yeah like okay so he he asked her out i wrote down that was cute the little ask out like it was cute oh my gosh but other than that, like the, the first day, weird. First of all, when he started listing off on the, the recording, this is someone so recorded at this on the date. I was like, oh, not one at all. <laughs> I was like, I was like, as a musician, I would be like, that would be our last. Did I write that down? I don't, oh. I don't mind. Like, I feel like the jury might be out on whether or not we like music at all. And I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, I really hate one of the reasons why I said I wouldn't want to date a classical musician is because I don't want to talk about classical music all the time. So it's day one, five minutes in, you're talking about where this was recorded on what day, 
with whom at what time it's just like baby like what what do you like to do on the weekends yeah talk about that <laughs> like i don't um, know i'm gonna go down the date when he started rattling off info about the recording and i put colon no because i feel so sorry oh, here we go of course that probably wasn't as annoying to her because she's not a musician um but still i thought and then it was kind of weird like so they had the little ask out scene they had the first date where that happened and then she got mad defensive about not having a plan but he was also being a little intense about what her plan was so like that was just weird and then it went from that to them like breaking up (laughs) and then i was just like okay like it just yeah it was very much thrown on top and also, I just didn't understand like why she would want to keep talking after like the conversation like got really intense. I forgot what the the high point was. It got like a little, not really intense, but a little intense. And then she's the one who like made the conversation turn the corner, and they kept going. Me personally, after we got to that moment, I'm like, oh damn, my mama dog in the pond. I gotta go. Like I'm leaving. Like like because she the way she turned the corner, I'm like, I maybe I'm not mature enough. Maybe I'm too sensitive. But like you over here grilling me like this is date one. I'm like, and it was so like this. This not the appropriate energy for a first date. I'm already not interested. Like, I'm I'm ready to go. So I just stop doing it. Like, and also like I know it's low budget, but also I feel like what we what we see is not all right. So it's like y'all edited stuff. What y'all edit out? That's what I want to know. Like. What did y'all what did y'all edit out? Did y'all edit out more of this B story? Is there a Terrence story? You know, like that's what I want to know. Because I feel like the movie did well. I'm actually I actually like I actually whatever. I think it flows well. I think it would have flown flowed better if there was no love love thing at all, because it just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I felt like I flip-flopped in terms of whose side I was on in that scene first I thought he was doing it at first I thought he, yeah he was not bringing the right energy but then I thought she got mad she got defensive pretty quick where I was like okay girl like whatever and then but then he didn't take the social cue on the fact that it, she clearly didn't want to answer any more questions about that and then he kept pushing so that's why I flip-flopped he started being yeah. weird she started being weird a little too soon he kept being weird and it was just like it was just weird like because mm-hmm. I wrote down she was mad defensive I felt like and I also felt like I know it's a music movie and everything but I just by the end I just didn't feel like watching him clinch and play the drums hard again like it just seemed like that we could have we could have trump trimmed off like you know just a couple minutes of that overall like we get it you're playing drums your hands hurt you're bleeding oh my gosh one with the blood in the ice bucket was disgusting (laughs) i I didn't i didn't think the last scene was a little long but i actually the last scene i didn't mind the drumming actually like i didn't mind it but i just mean like there was a period I think there was just a period of time where I was thinking like like where they started the the scenes of the drumming kind of started to blend together and that like I didn't some of them added something new and some of them didn't 
And so I think for the ones that didn't, we could have trimmed those and add a little development elsewhere. Now, the part that you just reminded me of in the last scene when he was drumming, and then the dude came up to him, I was like, what are you doing? And he drummed and then a cymbal hit him in the mouth. Do you remember that? No. Oh, I, I had my hand No, I had my hand on the thing because um, I didn't know if he was going to slap him or something. Oh, on stage? No. Girl. That's true. On stage. Yeah, that's true. That was, I literally ran that back. That was a one part. <laughs> that was the one part of the movie I ran back. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't see that. Yes. Okay. In the last scene, when he was drum, when he was drumming and doing like whatever, and he's like, "What are you doing?" He walked up and was like, "What are you doing?" And he hit the circle and he hit him in the face. <laughs> I know that's right. Nah, it's hilarious to me. So you know, like, okay, there's a you know how like Issa talk about. Let me stop. Okay, let me say clearly for people who don't be talking about this. Stuff. So Issa Rae when she talks about like wrapping up a tv series one thing she says is like you want to know that the characters are going to be okay but that's what you that's what you want to know and i'm asking you like it's not tv obviously it's a a movie it's it's different but i want to apply the same concept like do you think this man was okay after after the movie wrap girl how did we end again (laughs) It literally ended with him on stage drumming. Oh, that was it? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought, but I was like, does something else happen like that? Uh-uh. Nothing else. Is the else. teacher okay or is the kid okay? Neiman. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know what the heck he doing after this. Like, are you going back to school? Are you like... I don't even know if he's going to be okay because, I mean, he, is he, I guess he'll be fine, but it's also like, what are you about to do? So do you, are you back drumming again? Because it's your first time drumming in a couple months. Are you back drumming again? Are you going back to shape because that teacher's no longer there? Um, and also, uh, I had another question, but like, oh yeah, also are you done being ridiculous going back to people who are like crazy to you like are you gonna let this dude bat his eyelashes at you again and go and be in his band for the 60th time like i don't know what's going on with that yeah i don't think he's gonna be okay like i think that's what made i think that's what made me feel so uneasy watching it one of the many things like that made me feel uneasy after finishing the movie I don't think he's gonna be okay because how like because that scene that last maybe like you know some movie buff who's like too overconfident will say like oh I knew it was gonna end that way and y'all gotta very good for you but I'm saying like for me like the ending was so unexpected like I had no idea how I never I didn't know how that scene was gonna go I was like I don't think this kid's gonna be okay like how easily he was able to like get drawn back into Terrence and like the fact that it looked like the fact that it looked like they were like not on good terms you can't you can't tell on the terms but it's something like exchanging like smiles or whatever but he's like constantly searching for this validation and Schaefer gave it to him at the end Schaefer why did I say Schaefer Terrence gave it to him yeah Yeah. Terrence gave it to him at the end it's like you finna go right back to that man in some way I don't know how but you finna be right back and like I just feel like 
Terrence, he's not gonna get better. You know, like he's not gonna like yeah, like you had a successful like which I don't even know. That's another thing. Do I mean luckily audiences like forget, like most people forget. That's why like phone numbers are arranged the way they are, be so people have better chance of remembering things. Like they probably don't remember the faux pas of that first song. They only remember like this amazing drum solo and all this other stuff so like is his career gonna take off are they gonna remember the first song like there's so many questions so many things are up in the air like I do not believe this kid's gonna be okay like I I I I don't like I feel like yeah and I feel like also like I don't think he missed the drums like when he was yeah I don't think he missed the drums when he was like on his break or whatever when he moved on work at the coffee shop or whatever I just think like he likes jazz, so he went to the club. That's what drew, drew him in. Oh no, the, the dude drew him in, but whatever. Yeah, I just don't. I don't. I don't have very, very little. I have very little faith that this like I like I could breathe. Like yeah, he's gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, I, and I can also see that because going back to the whole like I don't want anything that much. The fact that you was even doing all of that in the name of jazz showed that you was already in an unhealthy place. To be honest. I just never want anything that bad. Maybe I, I haven't had to work for anything that hard. And I, and I say that as a person who, I feel like I work pretty hard. I've never had to, like. You shouldn't, to be honest. Like, you shouldn't have to work anything that hard, but you're dousing your hand, your bleeding hand in a bucket to, so that you can play in a jazz combo. Like, what? Yeah, like, I think about the hardest I worked, like the hardest I ever worked in my entire life was when, when I I had my my viola teacher my my second semester senior year my viola teacher went on on maternity leave, and this the, my the other viola teacher came and she's like you should go to Eastman and like the first three weeks of her telling me you should go to Eastman, I was in the practice room I was practicing like eight hours a day I, I kid you not because I was like okay she she thinks I should go to Eastman. I'm I don't play one note in tune we don't like I don't do nothing like I don't know what she sees but I gotta go and I work and that didn't even last long because my community was like okay so this is not <laughs> this is not I was literally like I'll go to class all day and then after orchestra I was go to the practice room I'll just be there till like 4 a.m and then I would go home and and my my friend Eileen told my teacher my teacher was like so we're not gonna do this anymore we're not doing this anymore. We're going to do something else. And that was only like three weeks, maybe four, but it was, it didn't last very long because somebody, and that was the hardest I worked and that my fingers weren't bleeding. I was really tired, but I was so excited. I was like, oh, that's good. Like my fingers weren't bleeding. You know, I wasn't like losing it. I don't think maybe, maybe it caught up to me. Um, and even then, like, yeah, I want to go to Eastman, but I was like, I was supposed to find other places like, okay. Like I just I want I want to want something that bad. Maybe that's how we, like Beyonce becomes Beyonce and Lizzo becomes Lizzo because they wanted like that bad. It's the thing I did see this thing about. I mean, because Lizzo wasn't Lizzo living in her car and stuff, and then this thing Beyonce. I remember they were talking about how on tour, like the rest of the girls at Destiny's Child would want to be going out or whatever, and Beyonce would be in the car doing she she redoing lyrics and she doing this and she doing. I'm like, see, she be annoying as heck. Also, you probably love me. I say the like, girl, I'm team. Let's lay down. Like, but you know what? You know what? Eastern race dad was a doctor, 
and Mindy Kaling did her show and then she was on the office. Okay. I just feel like, and I'm not saying those people, both of those people are incredibly hard workers. Issa Rae is literally a millionaire with 73 coffee shops in LA. Okay. Both millionaires, both super successful. But were her fingers, but she bent over final draft with her fingers bleeding and her, I don't know. I don't, I just don't believe it. I don't. I just feel like. <laughs> final draft her fingers bleeding. No, that's crazy. Like, was was Mindy making 83 page pilots and crusting her eyes? Like, I don't, like, I just feel like at a certain point, it's like, you might have bursts of these, like, periods of time. I feel like we have those as creatives bursts of these times where it's like super busy and late nights and early mornings and wow this sucks but the whole aura and the lifestyle is not wow this sucks and I feel like that man was living like this sucks with your bloody Kool-Aid water what is going on yeah you know what I'm saying like like this at this point like it was just weird like yeah like I would be afraid to want something that bad I can't think what do I yeah, want? That's a good way of putting it. Like, like, it just doesn't, that just doesn't seem, I can't think of anything that I want that bad. And I think that's okay. Especially to be treated that way. Because that can't be, yeah. once you get yeah. there, like, how do you, how are you feeling as a person? How are you letting other people treat you once you get to where you're going? How are you treating yourself? I got so much respect for myself to let somebody talk to me like that. Yeah. And I got that much respect for myself. Oh, okay. you could have really just left it. You could have just said like, said your thing and, and just left it. See, that's what's crazy about it. <laughs> I wouldn't let, I wouldn't tell her anything. And also all that stuff comes to a head eventually, like on your mental and stuff. That's what the, um. She did. She was crawling out of a car wreck. Going to be freaking be on stage, like. Some dusty jazz thing. Like, and it's like also like I understand like the life is so interesting because it's like whatever's happening right now is like the most important thing. It's hard to like that's why like Dustin Ross Dustin Ross on the friend zone, he's always his one of his like catchphrases is zoom out. You because but it's hard to zoom out, you know, because like you're living right now, but it's like okay. This teacher passes you. I mean, everything's about connections, and I I assume my jazz is similar or whatever. But it's like, okay, this this dude underestimates you your entire time while you're at Schaefer. Just go out in the world and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're supposed to do your thing, do your thing. Like, you want the approval of this man. Like, you have to zoom out and be like, wow, I really got into a wreck, broke my clavicle, and dislocated my brain to walk <laughs> five blocks to play in a college jazz competition that seems that's mind you they have two other drummers that could do it (laughs) and and mind you before the before this violent crash by the way i did see the front end of it before this violent crash you also um you also got into a screaming match with the professor so that which was very interesting because you spent all the whole movie being afraid of him. Maybe it's just like built up, like whatever, like pent up, like aggression or anxiety, whatever. We spent the whole movie being afraid of this man. You're yelling at him because you left your sticks in the car or whatever, and you do all this to play at a competition, and there'll be one next week. <laughs> 
Okay. That's why, and then I forgot about that part where he tackled him. I'm like, finally, at least you doing something to him. Like, I got a little nervous. I'm like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. I was but also, I'm jacking up. Yeah, but also, I feel like a man like that might have respected that. I think that's what that man is sick. I think he was like, okay, like, okay, like your stuff then like i feel like that had to be it there's no other explanation why you would let you call it you use all these these like homophobic slurs to to talk to these people it has to be like you're like okay well shut me up then type of vibe it's also very interesting like the juxtaposition of like how he acts in rehearsal versus how he acts in his everyday life how like how soft he is and like like, what's that about I wanted that to be explored a little bit more too. Like, I mean, it's it takes a very sick type of person to be to be nasty to a child. Like when he was talking to the little girl or whatever. But what is that about? Like, man, he definitely was a sick person. That's why I was like, well, yeah, I feel like we didn't really see a whole bunch of him outside of that context. And when I, he was talking to that kid, I was like, so what? He about to drop kick that baby or something? Like, okay. that's what I was expecting. And then. The fact that he no, he's mad sick actually, and like we know that, but like now I'm thinking about oh, he the other freaking off that freaking when he got that phone call about that student that he lied and said that the student got in a car crash and they killed themselves because of you. That's just like, and you know what that's just like, Tar. Remember when the when the um, old girl and Tar she had that student that committed suicide too, and and instead it was because of her. See, nah. I mean, I mean, well done. You have secured your place in the seventh room of hell. Like that, wow, amazing work. He one of those. Satan gonna turn the heat up when you walk in. Where's that dude from? Is he from Law and Order? That guy, the yeah. the actor Jake Kaysen, is I think his name is. I think he actually has a jazz background too. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, that's his name. Um, his name J.K. Simmons. 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 Yeah. Oh, he was on Law and Order. I see on his Wikipedia. Yeah. I knew it was Law and Order. I was like, where is he from? Oh, he was in Kung Fu Panda, too. Multifaceted. And La La Land. Yeah, he looked like, oh, detectives, no. He was the head. He was the head dude of the of the of the special victims unit. Special victims. You said what? He was on the regular law order. Oh, for real? I don't remember him being on SCU. Yeah, oh, but you watch SVU, so huh? I said you watch SVU for real, so you would know. I mean, he might have been on an episode, but pretty much everybody is sack after. <laughs> You know, SVU at, at one point or another, but I think um, he was definitely on the original Law and Order for sure. And he, I don't know, he was like, uh, uh, a lot of stuff, he's done a lot of voice acting. He's been in Kim Possible, uh, what's the other one? American Dad, Face and Fur, Ben 10. Skoda, that was, yeah, on the original Law and Order. Skoda was his, uh, was his thing. 
Yeah. Turtle Top on Bojack Horseman? I didn't know that. He's on SpongeBob? He was a conductor. Dang. Okay, okay, bank account. He's a conductor. Like he's a conductor. He was a he played he voiced a conductor on SpongeBob. Maestro Mackerel. Listen, this bio was given very much as long as the check clears. He was on Parks and Rec. What episode? I'm working my way through. Um, episode it just says Partridge. She's Mayor Stice. On Parks and Rec. Period. Anyway. Would you recommend someone to watch this movie? Um, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I asked. <laughs> oh, he's been on SNL. Oh, he hosted SNL. What he hosted? Um, so this is a huge range. It says 1999 to 2015. So, oh, he was OG SNL. Apparently, he's been on two episodes. So, I'm one of them, I guess he's done it twice. Maybe so. Maybe the first time was 1999, and the other one was 2015. Dang, he was on All My Children in 1987. Which episode of SNL recently had me LOL? But you know. Oh, you know what? That was probably a part of his run for this movie. Part of his like press thing because that's 2015. This movie came out in 2014. Oh, probably was on there to promote it. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder if he's I mean, that's what, people, that's, that's what people be doing when they go on SNL. They got something to promote. Right. Wonder if he... That's why. So that's what it was. Bernie Mac's episode in oh. 19. It was like 19. It was no. It was 97. It was like 2005. That episode made me LOL. Man. Oh, yeah. This, he was definitely on SNL to promote this because the movie came out in October of 2014. Yeah, because Issa's episode, Issa's SNL episode, she was like, because of the pandemic, I ain't got nothing to say. Because she was like, she had to promote. They had to push her thing back. He's like, I ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> she could have said rapish, but she probably, probably couldn't say nothing. Would you? I feel like if you have a nine-hour flight to Frankfurt, yeah. Okay. I don't like movies like this. I don't. I'm a weenie. I don't like. That's why I said if you want. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, I don't know, but not because it's not good. I don't think. I think like it's fine. But I don't know if I would recommend someone to watch it. Yeah, it's not something I feel like. I, I normally don't recommend stuff unless I liked it or I would not t- I'm not going to tell you not to watch it but I will tell you I didn't like it um, and also just one last thing that I that I wrote that I forgot to say I put I put quote he looked like he finna have an aneurysm every time he play semicolon looks moist like bony so he did oh, what he looked like he smelled like bologna when he played, I don't want to do too much on him. Sorry, really. Huh? 
I ain't want to do too much on him, so I ain't really. I feel bad for him. I mean, I feel bad. What that got to do with him being sweaty? Tank. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Also, I don't even know if I was rooting for him, to be honest. That's also very interesting. Now I realize it. You're not rooting for him, but I can't say he looks like he smells like baloney. How'd that work? Because now I'm now I'm the villain. Now I'm uh what's his name? Ain't nobody say you was no villain. <laughs> oh, but you know what gagged me when someone was they when the drummer, like they were all being rude to him, which I thought was really interesting. Like I know people have varying social experiences, so I don't want to diminish anything. But don't nobody that whole entire school like you? Nobody, not one, not one person doesn't like you. Like not one, nobody. That was very weird to me. Like, and then they were all being rude to him in the little rehearsal or whatever, and all y'all are tuning out of tune. That'd have been enough for me. Yeah, and that's that what I didn't enough. get about that top that other band that he was in to begin with. And I was like, I thought this was the best music. This was the best number one music school in the country, and y'all sounded like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like. It was fine. I don't. I don't. I didn't really like it. I was never watching it again. Well, but yeah, let us know what y'all think. If y'all see, I'm sure we're late by several by ten years nearly. Um. But yeah. Moving on. Yep. Well, no, my black excellence. I tried to get ahead of that, but um, here we are. So, still looking for it. Almost there. Okay. All right, y'all. It's time for black excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Shannon. But let me make sure I, I get the name right. This is so ghetto. Yeah, I was right. I'm talking about Shannon uh, Blevins. He is a middle school choir teacher. And I actually don't know much more about him, but I've done this before because something stood out to me that I just had to share. I just freaking had to share it. And it goes to show that you can teach kids anything if you don't baby them and you don't think they're freaking stupid. There's this video that went viral of his middle schoolers singing and like, how do you get kids to sing like this? I don't I don't get it, but I'm gonna play a little bit of it. That time I turned the middle school chorus into a gospel choir. And it's like, when I was watching it, whatever, I'm like, middle school? And then also, um, 
wait, okay, middle school, no more thing. They sound really good. They just sound really freaking good. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. It's like one of the hardest songs in the in the gospel canon, and they're singing it as babies. So shout out oh. to you, whatever we're doing in that forty minute period you have. I will check when you edited this. I will check to see how that turned out because I didn't hear any of it. You didn't hear any of it? Nothing. When you started playing it, nothing. That's great. It might, it might have picked up on here, but literally, I, I can't even. It wasn't cutting out. It was just silence the whole time he was playing. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Um, well, if not, I will. Um, if anything, I will link it. So if you didn't hear that, <laughs> um, oh serious business. <laughs> you said what? This is not a serious business. I'm over here talking about. I'll link it if I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> If you didn't hear that, <laughs> I'll be forgetting. Also, what am I going to edit this on Sunday? But yeah, got a piece of the week. Yes, my piece of the week is um, by Chevalier de Saint George. Um, it's his uh, violin concerto number two in A major. Well, thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or an interesting suggestion, send it to classicallyblackpodcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM, IS Black Musicians on social media, isblackmusicians.com. Thanks, y'all. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.